Hey, Peoples for the People listeners. Today, we have more bonus content for you. But before we dive in, I just wanted to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. Without you, my team and I couldn't do this. To show your support and to help keep this podcast going, head over to our online merchandise store and check out all of our awesome gear. You can find the link to the store right in the description of this episode. When people ask me now, what can you point to that to you know to, that shows that Gary was innocent? I think of a couple things. They don't want to look at the forest. They just want to look at trees. Uh, it's over. It's done with. I have no more comments to say about anything. It's over. It's done. Having that card be exposed, couldn't that cause a dangerous situation for her? Yeah, it could have, I suppose. But that's, yeah, I mean, it could have, you know, but what good would it have done? Why would it have put her in any kind of a danger? All these things are all made up facts, all different things by Lisa Peebles and John. So the reports that said she was a confidential drug informant written by police, you believe were made up? I don't believe she ever was, as has been reported by the police, that she never worked as one. So please, use anything you want of me. I'll drag you into court so fast that you won't even be able to see which way you're going. Is this, or is this not Beth Murtaugh? Get the fuck out of here. You had some theories about what happened to Heidi, and I uh, just wanted to give you a call and see if I could talk to you about it. No, I, I, I don't want to talk about it at all. The whole thing's turned into a total clusterfuck. Well, guess what? You guys are lower than whale shit. If you, if a whale shit, you'd be underneath their shit. Last time on Peebles for the People, I tried tracking down a few of those who were close to Heidi Allen including Heidi's sister, Lisa Buskey, who would not talk to me. I did what I could to track down the three new suspects, James Dean, Michael Bohr, and Roger Breckenridge. You heard all about my search for those three. So rather than rehash what you've already heard, I want to tell you about what Breckenridge has been up to lately. This is Peebles for the People, and I'm Alex Peebles. But I think we need a miracle I'm tired Of being held down And I'm tired Of watching these people die In June of 2020, police were called to a domestic dispute in the city of Rome in Oneida County, New York. Officer Zachary Hadaz responded, I called the Rome City Police Department to talk with Hadez, but he works the midnight shift, and I have been unable to get in touch with him. Though the incident was described as a domestic dispute, there was much more to the story. Breckenridge was charged with menacing, harassment, criminal trespass, attempted criminal mischief, and unlawful imprisonment. When I first saw that on Breckenridge's criminal history report, 
I immediately called the Rome City Court Clerk. I needed more information. I needed the charging documents. It was a pretty easy process. Within a week, I had exactly what I was looking for. I had all of the details of what happened, and they were jarring. This is the statement Breckenridge's longtime ex-girlfriend gave Officer Hadaz after the attack. Quote, As I tried leaving, I started walking to the door. Roger walked up to me and looked really scary. He looked so angry and so enraged. His fists were clenched and his whole body was clenched. He was really stiff and it looked like he was going to kill me. I was so scared. I was scared to death. He came up to me and grabbed me with both his hands and grabbed both of my upper arms. End quote. Quote, As he was grabbing me, he was yelling, I'm not going to fucking do this anymore. I wanted to get away from him, but I was frozen because I was so scared. I kept thinking he was going to kill me, and I wanted to leave. Roger prevented me from leaving by grabbing my arms. End quote. According to her statement, she tried calling the police, but Breckenridge stopped her. Quote, he finally let me go, and I went outside so people could see me. I had my cell phone in my hand, and I was going to call 911. He came outside and tried to grab the phone out of my hands. We struggled, but I held on to the phone. End quote. This episode is brought to you in part by Best Fiends. By now, you all know just how into this game I am. Best Fiends is easily my favorite puzzle game to play. My work can be grim at times, and Best Fiends gives me the chance to escape for a bit while still keeping me engaged as I try to solve fun puzzles. My whole family plays this game now, and although we're hundreds of miles apart, my siblings and I are always trying to one-up each other. My favorite part about Best Fiends, though, is exploring all of the cool worlds. My personal favorite was traveling through the Green Glades. What a fun challenge. You see, this isn't your run-of-the-mill puzzle game. It's an adventure in the palm of your hands, and I play wherever I go. No Wi-Fi or bandwidth is needed. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. She never did call 911 that day. She said it was because Breckenridge left shortly after the struggle. But the following morning, at 2 a.m., she woke up to Breckenridge standing over her in her apartment. According to her statement, he stole her phone and keys, then left. Quote, I want Roger Breckenridge charged and arrested for entering and remaining in my apartment without my permission stealing my keys and cell phone, restraining me, grabbing my arms, preventing me from leaving, making me fear for my life, 
and preventing me from calling 911 by trying to grab my cell phone. I will cooperate with the Rome Police Department and Oneida County District Attorney's Office for the duration of this investigation and court proceedings. End quote. I recently followed up with a Rome City Court clerk to see how Breckenridge pleaded, but I'm still waiting to hear back for the certificate of disposition. Like the other two new suspects, a pattern has been building with Breckenridge. Quote, we broke up because he always beat me up real bad and even tried killing me. There should already be police reports on file about these incidents. I went to rehab to hide from him. End quote. All three of the new suspects in Heidi Allen's kidnapping have a history of violence towards women, while Richard and Gary Thibodeau do not. Bohr has been linked to four violent crimes towards women, two of which he was convicted of. Steen executed his estranged wife and cousin while his two-year-old son waited outside, and Breckenridge, charged with unlawful imprisonment for attacking his ex-girlfriend who was deathly afraid of him. Meanwhile, Richard Thibodeau, who was charged with Heidi's kidnapping and acquitted, has lived a quiet life in Oswego County and raised a family. A jury of his peers found Richard not guilty. Still, District Attorney Greg Oakes doesn't seem to have a problem implying to the public that Richard was responsible for Heidi's kidnapping. What do you think happened on Easter Sunday in 1994? Well, again, I, I have to be somewhat careful in how I respond to this, Matt, because Richard Thibodeau has been acquitted of the charge, and as a matter of law, he's presumed innocent. Um, but I believe the basic facts are set forth during Gary Thibodeau's trial are still accurate today. They wanted to take my van that evening. I said, yeah, you can take my van. You can go through it. You can do whatever you want. I said, I haven't got nothing to hide. I didn't do anything anyway. The FBI assisted local police with the search of the van. They found nothing, no sign of struggle, blood, hair, or fingerprints. How come they didn't find anything in Richard Thibodeau's van then? Well, one of the interesting questions is, you know, when they looked at it is they talked about the absence of fingerprints and DNA and hair fibers kind of across the board, not just relating to Heidi Allen. Um, if you were to go to my vehicle right now, it's you know, used and traveled in, you're probably going to find fingerprints, and DNA from other people, hair fibers from my kids. The question is, it would be unusual to find any person's vehicle to find a complete absence of any of those things. So the fact that there was a complete absence indicates to me that somebody was cleaning it and maybe taking special efforts to make sure that those types of things weren't found. There's a double standard here that I want to point out. Oakes told the public to believe Gary Thibodeau was responsible for Heidi's kidnapping because a jury of his peers found him guilty, despite at least one juror that we know of who believes they made a mistake. But while talking to television reporter Matt Mulcahy about Richard Thibodeau, he implied that the system got it wrong. That even though a jury found him not guilty, Richard was involved in the kidnapping. I've met with Richard Thibodeau twice 
to get a better understanding of what he and his brother Gary went through. As I was leaving our second meeting, he stopped me and requested to record a message for Oaks. This is for uh, Greg Oaks. You think you're honest? You think Donald Dodd's honest? I know you think Donald Dodd is your mentor. Well, guess what? You guys are lower than whale shit. If you, if a whale shit, you'd be underneath their shit, side by side, because you're liars and you're dishonest. You're not honest at all. This is my opinion of you people. Thank you very much. Before I sign off, I just want to say thank you again for listening and supporting this podcast. As I've said in the past, without you, what my team and I do here wouldn't be possible. If you want to show your support, don't forget to download, subscribe, and rate this podcast. And don't forget to check out our awesome new merchandise store. I put the link to the store right in the full description of this episode. I also have very exciting news for you all. Remember the book I mentioned at the end of the 15th episode? It's called Scrapped, Justice and a Teen Informant, the real story of Heidi Allen's kidnapping, written by Lisa Peebles and John O'Brien. And it comes out in July of 2021. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you will love this book. It's all of the information you heard here and more. I'll be back soon with another heartbreaking case of injustice. Until then, thanks for listening to Peebles for the People. won't you let that free man go? Let that free man go No, won't you let that free man go No, won't you let that free man